This is Rivers to Resilience. The podcast where we educate, inspire, motivate and transform you and your teams on your journey to emotional resilience. We hear stories and advice from leaders and experts, allowing you to harness their wisdom with transformational, evidence-based strategies to building emotional resilience. Join accredited cognitive behavioural psychotherapist and author Martina Witter as she deep dives into all aspects of resilience building, whilst also helping you to crush stress and improve and retain your performance, productivity and profits. That's here on Rivers to Resilience. Resilient leadership in times of uncertainty. You'll have a better understanding of how you can build and sustain resilient leadership in times of uncertainty through learning to adapt and to grow, which is so important. And I know that over the past, well, over the past year and, and, and more in terms of COVID, there's been a lot of adapting with the, the restrictions for um, COVID constantly sharing, changing and shifting. There's been a lot that's been required of us. So through resilient leadership, that also gives you an opportunity to grow and develop, but only if you're positioned correctly and only if you've got the right mindset are you able to to do that. But by the end of the webinar, I believe that you will be in a better position to do that. Also, you'll learn proven ways to cultivate resilient leadership based upon the Rivers to Resilience method, which we've developed within Rafa therapy and training services. And this method is proven to bring about sustainable long-term change. It leads to neuroplasticity and also some of the, the, the tools that are used within this method also ensure that the, the nervous system isn't activated as much as it would be under stressful circumstances. And it provides you with different tools and strategies to activate the parasympathetic system, which is linked with a sense of kind of real of um, relaxation and calm. And who knows that we all need a bit of relaxation and calm, especially in the midst of this crazy year that we've, well, it's been over a year, the year that we've been through. And I acknowledge that we're all at different stages. You know, we're all in this storm, but we're in different boats and we've been affected in different ways. And it's so important for that to be acknowledged in resilient leadership as well. So by the end of the webinar, you, I will identify, you'll be able to identify the key ingredients for resilient leadership, and you'll learn some mindset hacks, which will help you to stay afloat during the storms, in particular in the workplace and in, in business and as a leader. But also, these strategies are applicable to everyday life. You know, we can't separate work and life in our personal life. We're the same person. We've just got to kind of adjust. We've got different hats on. But... Some of the tools that I'll be sharing with you, you can, you can apply in your personal life. And then finally, the final takeaway is that you'll learn some actionable steps to take when facing adversity and change within the workplace and also within your personal life. So why? Why is it important? Why are we here today talking about resilience, resilient leadership in times of uncertainty? Is it important? Is it just a buzzword that everyone's talking about? Or is there some, you know, is, is, is there some kind of substance to it? There is substance and I'm going to kind of break it down for you. 
So it's important because we're living in these unprecedented times in the middle of a global pandemic. There's been over 128,000 deaths in the UK and over 3.4 million globally. That in itself, just even sharing those statistics are extremely alarming and just kind of confronting that. That in itself highlights that the demands that are placed upon us are far greater than they have been previously. And the demands that will be placed on leadership will be far greater because your team, your employees, or even your managers, CEOs, they're all experiencing multiple demands and challenges. And all of that will be having an impact on the workforce. We know that we've been in a, in a recession, there's job losses, there's a pressure on the NHS. It's as if we're living in, I guess it's a bit of a nightmare. Although we're at the end, we're coming towards the end of it, we can't ignore that this pandemic is global. So we may be, you know, taking strides forward in the UK, but the rest of the world are struggling. There's new variants, you know, they don't have enough vaccinations and we can't ignore that. We've got to consider, have your employees got family members who have been affected who may live in other countries? So it does have an impact on you as a leader. And it's important for you to be aware of how it can have an impact on your workforce, your ability to lead, and whether you need to kind of pivot and adjust your leadership style, whether you need to be more empathic, leading remotely, that in itself can be a challenge because you've got to adapt and consider, okay, well, how can I connect with my workforce and my teams remotely? And that requires more of leaders. So that's why it's important that resilient leadership needs to be prioritised because resilient leaders are strong leaders and strong leaders lead to strong and successful organisations. It's also important because the Office of National Statistics show that there's high levels of boredom, but I know that will have reduced now with the world opening up. But everyone's in a different scenario. Some people are still furloughed, so they are possibly, probably, highly likely to still be quite bored. There's high levels of stress because of the uncertainty, because of job losses, depression and anxiety. And the stress, depression, anxiety, these are, I kind of... Um, refer to them as they kind of three demons that kind of affect productivity and performance within the workplace. And these need to be addressed and resilience can help to help you to kind of deal successfully with some of these experiences. And there's been an increased use of technology. Here we are today, webinar. I wasn't really delivering that many webinars in the past, but we've just got to pivot. And this is, this is the world that we live in now. And it's about working towards embracing that. Otherwise, you will struggle as a leader. So that's why it's important. And also, a report that was um, published recently by the CIPD, the Health and Wellbeing at Work report, that highlights that line managers play a critical role in wellbeing programmes, but they require training. And within the report, it kind of highlights that line managers don't feel that they've got sufficient training to support their employees, because it's not easy. Imagine, and this may be you, imagine supporting 10, 20 staff who have lost loved ones, who may be struggling financially, who may be stressed, worried and anxious, who in the past were homeschooling. Imagine that. I'm a psychotherapist, so I I work with that daily, but I'm not 
constantly, you know, managing staff. But imagine that, and I'm trained and equipped to do that. Imagine that, imagine the implications and imagine the impact that that's having on managers. And I wonder whether that's your scenario. Also, there's a lack of managerial support, which increases stress, unfortunately. And it's also important because we've got to think about organisational planning post-COVID because we're not going to kind of stay in this state. We've got to think about life beyond COVID and thinking about not only living through a pandemic or living through COVID, but living with it and looking at how you can adapt as a leader. What can you do to adapt as a leader? They're some of the things that are important for you to to think about and how you can deal with those uncertainties. And it's about trying to invest in building trust with your workforce as well, because that's what's going to help them to open up and to share with you. And as a leader, you're seen as a role model. So your employees are going to be modeling your behavior. So it's important that you're aware of, I guess, how you're managing and whether you might need to adapt in the workforce, you know, whether you need to adapt in the workplace, because if anything, you're probably being um, looked at a lot more closely than you were in the past. And that in itself can lead to increased anxiety, increased stress, because there's greater demands, greater expectations that are placed upon you as leaders, emotional expectations and connecting with your employees on more of a personal level because we're all facing this challenge together. So stress-related absence have increased during COVID. And then also the the HSE highlights that work-related stress, depression and anxiety accounts for 44% of work-related and ill health. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's increased during COVID. So this is this is kind of setting the scene. This is what we're contending with. This is what you're contending with as a leader. And I've just added a slide, which is from Deloitte Insights. And this is looking at the essence of resilience, lead, resilience leadership. So looking at business recovery from COVID-19. And I want to just bring your attention to the bottom part of the slide. And this is looking at attitude. It's looking at mindset. And it's highlighting that one of the important areas to be considered is being able to, as a resilient leader, to shift from reacting. So reacting to COVID, reacting to the challenges in uncertain times, to responding, having a plan, anticipating in advance with a view to reinventing. Because life as we know it, doesn't exist anymore. There will be a lot more people working from home, agile working is on the rise. So all of those areas need to be considered. And it's important to, I guess, view it as an opportunity to energize your team by imagining a successful future and embracing trust as a catalyst for change and and for growth ultimately. So there are some of the reasons why it's so important for resilient leadership in times of uncertainty and resilience to be addressed. So for some of you who don't know me, what I'm just going to do is share a bit of my story, share a bit of how how I've got here, how I'm delivering training around resilience, how I've come to be a health and wellbeing consultant. A lot of it is to do with my life experience and also my background in psychologist. I'm just going to share a little bit of that journey with you so you understand what's 
kind of helped me to get to this stage because I know we've all got a backstory and when we're in work you know we just see we've got on our work mode our work phase you know we're focused on what we're doing but we've all got a story and it's important to kind of you know acknowledge that so I was raised by a single um, parent and in the final year of my psychology degree I was hit by a storm and this was just under 20 years ago so 20 yeah just under 20 years ago unfortunately my my mum died passed away suddenly and she left me and three of my siblings with a deep void in our lives and extreme emotional trauma because I was in the final year of my degree and about to embark on a new chapter or season in my life and it was as if my world had toppled over in front of me and that foundation that every person needs especially a young person a young adult was, was taken away and removed and in that moment of great sorrow there was a lot of uncertainty my siblings nearly lost their sense of self to the point where one of them was, was suicidal. But somehow I was able to navigate through that challenging time. I was full of grief. I, you know, I had my exams, but somehow I was able to draw upon my experience from and, and knowledge from studying psychology, learning tools and skills that would help me to build my resilience. And that allowed me to quickly work through the trauma and take back control. And I say that because it's not as if I was sturdy or strong or that is if I wasn't affected by it. Of course I would. Who wouldn't be? I was unbroken. I was broken. But it was possible for me to navigate through that because I'd already been learning and applying some of the, the resilience building techniques that I'm going to share with you today. And because of me continuously practicing and using these tools, which are all proven strategies, that's allowed me to build my resilience. It's allowed me to help lots of managers, professionals and individuals one-to-one to successfully navigate through stress, workplace stress, burnout, anxiety, through developing a resilient and a can-do attitude. So for anyone that's struggling, I want to let you know that you can build a resilient and a can-do attitude. You can be a resilient leader because resilience is a skill that can be developed. There's lots of factors that that contribute towards resilience. There's genetic factors, biological, psychological, social, lots of factors, but you can build resilience. I want to encourage you that you can build resilience and whatever season of life you're in, whatever you're facing at the moment, I want to encourage you that, and just to affirm that it can change, it can change and it's important that whatever narrative you're kind of feeding yourself that you're aware of that because our mindset and our thoughts and the subconscious has a big impact on how we view ourselves and our actions and that's why I started the webinar with that song from Katy Perry and it's saying I am resilient because I wanted to set the tone and set the scene that you are a resilient leader you are a resilient individual regardless of what you're facing now The narrative can and will change when you consistently apply some of the tools, strategies and methods that I'm going to share with you, which are part of the Rivers to Resilience Method, which is a step-by-step process based on scientific and proven knowledge, which will help you to build your resilience and to build a resilient team and to successfully navigate through some of the challenges that you might be facing now in the workplace. So that's a little bit about me. So with resilient leadership, the reason why it's also important is because it ties in 
with the UN Sustainable Development Global Goals, because the third one is looking at good health and well-being, which is so important and critical. And for me, I'm really um, quite passionate about equality and diversity. And this is a blueprint for us to all achieve a better and more sustainable future. And who knows that? We need a sustainable workforce. And for that to happen, there needs to be good health and well-being. Happy employees lead to happy organisations and lead to happy customers. And ultimately, it leads to success. So that's why building resilience and resilient leadership is critical. Levelling up leaders. As I've shared, resilient leadership leads to resilient teams and sustainable teams. Also, it's going to give you that competitive advantage. If you have a workforce, if you have leaders or if yourself, if you are resilient, you'll be able to transfer that down to your team members and they will be able to bolster and build their resilience. Also, all the research shows that resilient leaders and organisations have got higher revenue growth. Resilience is linked with innovation and, and agility. And who knows that within this period of uncertainty and COVID, there's been lots of innovation, lots of pivoting with organisations, and that's only going to, to continue. So that is a case for building resilient leadership. And I know that it's important that within organisations that employees are given space to, to innovate as well. But if you don't invest in resilience building as a leader or even in your employees, that's going to lead to poor leadership or limited leadership, because if you're struggling to be resilient, it affects your concentration, it affects your decision making. Also, individuals that are struggling with, resi with resilience or are stressed and worried and anxious, they're more likely to be off sick. There's presenteeism, so people are in work for longer, but actually they're not productive. And that's just going to lead to more burnout. There's reduced productivity, performance, and just feelings of overwhelm and stress and burnout. And ultimately, it affects the bottom line. Low levels of resilience, stress and anxiety, that all affect the bottom line. So we've got to focus on building resilient leaders who will influence their teams. So one, the, the way that this can be done is through Rivers to Resilience. So Rivers to Resilience, this is our proven method which leads to resilience building, it leads to neuroplasticity, and it leads to long-term change. The seven rivers to resilience. And in today's webinar, I'm going to touch upon just two of them. And just to give you a little bit of a um, a little bit of a feel or flavor for how rivers to resilience can help to bolster and boost your resilient leadership skills and also your employees and your organization. We all need sustained change. We don't just want to go to a training or webinar and to have short-term gains. That is, is, is no good. It's That's a waste of time. It's about sustained change and it's about being able to use the strategies, principles that you learn consistently to maintain that change. And sometimes that can be the problem when individuals are not constantly using these resilience building strategies and that's when obstacles can can arise. So with Rivers to Resilience, I'll just briefly take you through this and then we'll move on to ways that this can help you to build your resilient leadership skills. So the first one at the top is emotional awareness and regulation. 
And this helps to build emotional intelligence. And one of the questions in the poll that I asked at the beginning was um, looking at how you build your resilience. And um, quite a few of you responded with emotional intelligence, which was fantastic to see. So the first river is looking at emotional awareness and regulation, emotional intelligence, because if we don't understand how we're feeling, if we don't understand ourselves, how are we able to understand our teams? How are we able to influence? How are we able to lead? Imagine a leader that wasn't aware that they were stressed and then that would have a knock-on effect to their team, their employees, and it would just affect the productivity of the organisation. So that's why it's the first river. So you need that emotional awareness and regulation to move on to looking at some of those other strategies. And we're going to look at one way that you can build your emotional awareness and regulation. So we are going to come back to this. The next one is cognitive training or mindset training, because resilience is to do with the kind of perception perception that we have of a situation when we're in um, an adverse situation or a challenging situation. How do we perceive it? Do we perceive it as a, as an obstacle? Can we can we look beyond it? So the cognitive training looks at a range of um, proven strategies which will help to kind of bolster your resilience, bolster your resilient leadership. Some of those areas include looking at um, mindfulness strategies, reframing unhelpful thoughts, building optimism as well. There's a lot more information on this on, on our website. So if you're interested, you can have a look on there. Then there's also stress management because we know that stress is on the rise in the workplace, just in life in general. And that can prevent someone from being resilient. So looking at ways that you can build your stress, manage stress, manage burnout will help to boost resilience, productivity and performance. So we look at kind of exposure. We look at um, reducing procrastination, looking at different stress inoculation strategies that will help to reduce your stress and help you to regain control and to limit the stresses that you're facing as as an individual, as a leader and as a manager. And we know that during COVID, the, the demands that have been placed on managers is far greater. And that was evident, that was kind of highlighted in the, the recent CIPD report. So stress management strategies are, yeah, they're a must. And I know I work with lots of individuals and managers who have been struggling with, with stress and they've shared that it is because of those extra demands and having to pivot everything online and manage staff remotely, all of that is challenging. The fourth river is looking at physical health, fitness and exercise. If we've got, you know, if we're activists, if we've got a um, healthy body, we've got a healthy mind, and then we're able to make effective decisions. We're able to be forward focused rather than just, you know, being reactive. We're able to respond. So that's why it's important. We can't we can't overlook our physical health. You know, sleep is so important as well. All of those affect stress, anxiety, and low mood. If you're not getting enough sleep, then you're, you're going to, or, we, or if you're not energised enough, then you'll go to work feeling tired and it's going to affect your performance. It's going to affect your leadership skills. It's going to affect your decision making. So there are some areas that need to be considered. Social connectedness and spirituality is another river which contributes towards resilience. And that kind of connects with someone's values. So thinking about your network as well, that's really important in bolstering and building your resilient leadership skills in times of uncertainty. And then there's also a growth mindset and positive expectation 
And then self-affirmations, because they can buffer you against stress and anxiety, but ensuring that those self-affirmations are very relevant to you, to your organisation. And these are things that you can use with your employees and just make it very, um, make it exciting, make it fun. Resilience doesn't have to be boring. And I'm hoping that you can see from what I've shared so far that that is the case. It doesn't have to be boring. There's lots of ways that you can boost your resilience. So with these seven rivers, you don't need to focus on all of them. But what I would ask you to do and what I ask people to do is to think about to rate each of those areas on a scale of 0 to 10 and rate the importance of them to you and then rate the effectiveness of those strategies on a scale of 0 to 10. And then that will help you to understand which areas you probably need to to focus on to build your resilience because someone might be really active and physical, so they don't need to focus on that to build their resilience, but they may not be emotionally aware or they might be isolated. So then that would suggest that's an area that needs to be kind of, yeah, addressed. So that's a little bit about rivers to resilience. And I'm going to look at two of the areas and show how you can use them to build your resilient leadership skills and how you can have more influence and more impact with your organization and with your with your employees. So with the Rivers to Resilience training, it takes you from being stressed out, overwhelmed, and maybe an underperforming manager or team to being you know, the most productive, hardworking, and sought-after manager. You're able to thrive, not only survive, And you're able to grow and to stand against the odds. And as I shared earlier, it combats those three hidden demons of stress, anxiety and depression. And the reason why I kind of refer to them as hidden is because you can't look at someone and know whether they're stressed, anxious or depressed. We've mastered the art of we go to work, we put on our mask and we just do what we do. But inside, we can be really struggling We can maybe be feeling really tense and anxious. We've got lots of stuff going on at home. And that does affect the workplace. It does affect performance and and productivity. And even as a manager, that can affect you. So it's important that, that these are uncovered and that these are acknowledged and also normalized because one in four people will experience a mental health difficulty in their lifetime. And 50% of employees have shared that they struggle with their mental health. So you can't overlook this. If you do, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot or your organisation because it's going in the long term, it's going to have an impact on the performance and productivity of your organisation and your staff. And essentially, the organisation, the foundation of it are the people. The people are the power and it's the people that drive the organisation. So it's important to put them at the forefront. With the Rivers to Resilience course, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but as I shared, it will exponentially increase productivity, performance. You'll be more aware, more self-aware, more emotionally intelligent, and more aware of your strengths, limitations, and your mindset and your abilities. And it's strengths-focused as well. And you'll be more confident in achieving your desired results as a leader and more able to anticipate difficult situations with a personalised action plan. So we've spoken a lot about resilience. I'm not really going to go into this too much, but from I'd love to hear from yourselves. What? How would you describe resilience? What does it mean to you? 
Um, I'm just seeing some comments. Apologies, I didn't see them earlier. Um, so we've got, what if we want to implement it and the team doesn't want to adapt? Okay, great question. It's about building a relationship. Relationship is the key to anything. Building a relationship with your team. If the team doesn't want to adapt, having focus sessions, maybe bringing in someone external to speak to the team, facilitate those discussions and to understand why there is resistance, why there's conflict, why they don't want to um, adapt. And then also with the team focusing on the benefits of adapting and I guess recognizing that in order to succeed as an organization or to thrive, we have got to adapt and it's about reinventing, moving from reacting to responding and to reinventing. Um, I can hear that someone else has shared, it's my view that businesses should adapt a resilient mindset as part of their business restart program. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So there's just a few definitions of what resilience is there. And what I'm going to do is just, I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but what I've got is just a resilience band here. or um, Yeah, it's one of my bands I use for, for kind of when working out. So I want you to imagine that this is you. And I want you just to think about how resilient are you? How much can you stretch as a leader? Is this you? Have you got large capacity? Are you able to withstand the challenges? Or is this you? You kind of fluctuate from being really robust and strong. And then you just, oh, you're overwhelmed and you give in as a leader because the demands are too challenging. Or maybe this is you. You've just got low levels of resilience. So I want you just to imagine how, where are you on that resilience scale on a scale of 0 to 10? And imagine that this is you. And I want you to visualize yourself because visualization is really powerful and can help you to connect with yourself more and to understand yourself more. So building resilience will help you to withstand the pressure. And it's about successfully adapting during challenging times. And it's about continual development and doing well against the odds. So what we'll move on to now is just looking at resilient leadership. So I've just looked at a question. I'll come back to that at the end. Um, but thank you for sharing that. So we'll move on to resilient leadership and some ways that you can build it. And feel free to comment, you know, if you've got anything that you want to kind of contribute as well. What are your thoughts on resilient leadership? What does that mean to you? And I know we've got quite a few resilient leaders based upon those responses. So I'd love to hear from you as well. So resilient leaders are leaders that are visible about their own resilience practices. So I shared that earlier. And resilient leaders are able to articulate and share what they do, which may not be seen. So how they are resilient, and that's one way of influencing your workforce. So, for example, saying to your employees, you know, that, you know, when it's five o'clock, I finish, I, you know, I turn off my laptop or computer or whatever, and I have those clear boundaries. That is a resilient leader who is a role model, a visible role model, and who is open, who is vulnerable, and is able to develop trust with their, with their workforce, with their team. And that helps the team to, to kind of, acknowledge that we're all in it together. A resilient leader also responds to a crisis and doesn't react, and they acknowledge the importance of facing fear. We know that we've just been plagued by so much fear the past probably 14, 15 months because of the pandemic, but it's about acknowledging the fear and using it 
respect for your growth and recognizing the capacity to kind of effectively deal with change and embracing that as well. That's what resilient leaders are skilled at doing. And then also anticipating, envisioning organizations, envisioning teams for the future, anticipating what success looks like at the end of recovery. That is a resilient leader who is able to lead from the front and to take the team along with them and to increase optimism for the future, to think about life beyond COVID, to think about how the organisational business may evolve, how their role may evolve as well. Because we know that a lot of professionals have had to retrain jobs that were that were um, present at the beginning of the pandemic are no longer present. So it's about being able to convey that, communicate that and articulate that to your workforce, to your team. And also through doing that, that will energise your team and it will be a catalyst for change and growth and success. And it will help the team to be more engaged in the organisation and in the culture because we know that disengaged employees are likely to lack in resilience and that will have an impact on their performance and productivity. So some of these strategies will help to re-engage the team within the culture of the organisation. Resilient leadership also helps to promote cohesive and interdependent teams, which is really important as well, because our network and our, you know, being connected with your team members, all of that helps to build resilience. You learn from one another, and that's the beauty of being part of a team. So also resilient leadership is it's about trying to keep a positive attitude in the midst of challenging times and developing others. That's key. That's what a resilient leader is. And being adaptable and able to improvise, being spontaneous, thinking outside of the box, that is a resilient leader. Not limiting yourself. And also, as I shared earlier, which we'll move on to, being self-aware and open to feedback as well and communicating effectively and taking calculated risks and resilient leaders they look for opportunities for growth so in the midst of challenging times they don't focus on the obstacles but they focus on the opportunities so someone shared that resilience is adaptability and trust in self and others to communicate yeah that's fantastic thanks for sharing that so I'm just conscious of the time time is running and I've need to quickly move on so you get some of the strategies so with resilient leadership the linchpin managers and leaders are the linchpin for resilient teams and organizations and that's why it's key and it's important so developing a resilient leadership one of the ways that you can do this developing resilient leadership is linked with river one which is emotional awareness which leads on to emotional regulation. So emotional awareness and building your emotional intelligence. So what I like to, to do when I share this is asking the participants that I'm training to locate yourself. So what I want you to do is I want you just to close your eyes, if you can, depending on where you are. And I want you just to maybe imagine that you are, you know, think about a sat-nav and when you type in your destination, I want you to think about where are you? So where are you in the country? I want you to visualise a map and visualise where you are on that map. So locate yourself and close your eyes. And I want you just to focus on what you can see. 
And then what I want you to do is I want you to think about what's that primary emotion, primary feeling that you're having now that you're experiencing. So keep your eyes closed. And I want you to think about how are you feeling emotionally? Are you feeling happy, sad, calm, angry, worried, anxious, stressed? So I want you to think about that. I want you to identify your emotion. And then I want you to rate it on a scale of 0 to 10. How strong is that emotion? 10 would be the highest. So 10 would be severe anxiety. 5 would be moderate. 0 would be no anxiety. So this is what can help you to build your resilience, to build your emotional awareness and intelligence. And then you can apply that to your team and those around you. And then the next question I want to ask you is, You've, you've labelled and identified your emotion and feeling. You've rated it, so you've quantified it, which gives you more understanding of the impact that it might be having on you. I want you to think about, well, with that emotion, how do you know you're experiencing it? So are there any changes in the body that you notice? So if you're feeling anxious, is there any tension? Is your heart beating fast? Are you feeling hot or sweaty? Have you got a headache? So are there any changes in the body? Are you maybe having any racing thoughts? And I want you to think about what triggered it? What triggered this emotion? This is key. So understanding what has contributed towards you experiencing this emotion can help you to anticipate future situations or scenarios and be more prepared and armed and able to be more resilient by using some of the resilience building tools or the rivers to resilience to help with that. So understanding the triggers, understanding your personal triggers and stresses. So in the workplace, you know, what contributes towards you feeling more stressed and anxious? And if you know that, then you're able to make change. And then another question that I want you to kind of ask yourself and think about is what leads to that emotion kind of rising and decreasing what leads to it fluctuating and maybe think about a, a time in the workplace when that's happened and it may even be when you're having maybe supervision or line management with a particular um, staff member or it might be when you're in a particular meeting so I want you just to think about that now and this is crucial for helping you to build emotional awareness and intelligence which positions you for using some of the resilience building strategies because if you can't if you don't understand how you're feeling if you don't understand yourself emotionally you're not able to make those adjustments or you'll be using the wrong strategies when you actually don't need them so journaling is another way if you're struggling with this with maybe identifying the emotion journaling is a way that you can become more self-aware so doing that regularly you know rate it um, asking yourself how are you feeling just record and even there's different apps that you can use to journal and um, self-monitoring you know rating down your thoughts you know your stream of conscious thoughts we've got so many thoughts all of that can be very cathartic as well and can help you to understand yourself and these are so this is something that you can do with your you know in the workplace and with with your with your team as well and it improves well-being builds emotional intelligence resilience reduces anxiety and ultimately this strategy and tool is so effective because you can also use it with your 
with your team. So if they're struggling, you can ask them, well, you know, how are you feeling? And get them to quantify it. And that gives you more insight. And that will help you to be more empathic as a leader and enable you to be a more effective, resilient leader and a stronger leader that's more connected with their workforce and that is able to acknowledge what contributes to your own changes in resilience and also what contributes towards the changes within your team. And these are some of the areas that we cover on the Rivers to Resilience training. And we look at by the end of it, you have your own personal resilience plan, which is tailored to you as an individual. And that equips you with boosting resilience and it being sustained. A way that you can develop resilience, resilient leadership skills in times of uncertainty is by focused on the second river which is looking at cognitive training, mindset training, and looking at your perspective. What perspective are you taking of your team, of maybe your workload, of the demands that are placed on you? Are you taking a solution-focused approach or are you focusing on the problem and feeling stuck? So this river helps you to work towards reframing some of these beliefs becoming more self-aware, noticing them sooner rather than later so you're better positioned to deal with them. And that can help with shifting your mindset, which is important. And who knows, we've constantly been required to shift our mindset, to shift our expectations, to shift where we're working, whether it be at home or in the office, over the past 14 months or so. So that is another way that you can develop resilient leadership skills. What I just want to share with you now is just a few case studies and testimonials of individuals and organisations who have experienced the Rivers to Resilience method and aspects of it and just kind of sharing their feedback. So someone shared that they, you know, they attended a really useful resilience training session. They can now take a step back, think about the emotions that kind of links with the, the first river and then realize that it's important to take time for yourself inside and out of work. And that's so important because Even, you know, sometimes we can be so busy that we just don't stop. But having a break, going for a walk, having your lunch, all of that helps to bolster resilience, helps you to reset, come back and be more productive. So we can't underestimate that. That's just one of our reviews from Google. Here, this is on LinkedIn when we I um, was talking, sharing about resilience at Lloyd's Bank at one of the networking events. And that's just some more feedback around emotional resilience. And I was sharing with SME businesses sharing about how these rivers to resilience can help to bolster resilience ultimately. And I just want to share quickly with you a case study so you can see how these rivers to resilience will help to you sustain resilient leadership skills, how it will help to sustain resilience in your personal life. So this is a case study of a senior manager that I worked with and their challenge what they were facing was workplace stress burnout overwhelm managing lots of disengaged staff that were lacking in confidence and decision making so they were very dependent on the manager which had an impact on their time and led to them overworking and being quite stressed and overwhelmed and they were feeling more anxious and had periods of depression so the approach that I used was the first stage is kind of understanding what they're facing so kind of assessing the, the, the challenge, 
kind of case kind of conceptualizing understanding what it is about the workplace stress and anxiety which is affecting the resilience then looking at goal setting because all of us are different resilience affects us in different ways as I shared earlier so with this individual there was goal setting that they completed in order to formulate an individualized treatment plan so this is what would be done in kind of one-to-one resilience building stress sessions and that equipped the manager with skills and tools to bolster their resilience, to combat the stress, anxiety, and the low mood. And it was a collaborative process. It's always about working together. It's not about me telling you what you've got to do. You know what is affecting, and and your employees and staff will know. They'll have some insight into what the stresses are. So it's important that there's that collaboration. And even for you as a leader, having these discussions with your team is so important. So with this individual, I looked at... um, We did some progressive muscle relaxation, mindfulness exercises. So this linked with rivers two and three, um, reframing worrying beliefs, behavioural experiments and some worried postponement. And that was drawing upon the rivers to resilience method. And then we also, you know, so it's important to to know, to, to kind of have metrics and to measure success to measure change. So we always use, I always use the patient health questionnaire, which assesses low mood or depression and then the GAD7 which assesses anxiety there's also that the brief resilience scale which I might use as well depending on what someone experiences and what the focus is and with this um, with this manager by the end of the the work together the, the the kind of resilience training sessions their performance and confidence had increased which was fantastic it was such a pleasure working with them they received lots of positive feedback from the team and management and they were more confident in being assertive because they were more resilient. They were more decisive as a manager, which meant that there was less work. So they were more able to delegate. And then they used mindfulness when they were overthinking. So that helped to ground them and help them to be more productive ultimately. And then the manager is now confident in using the personal resilience plan and the relapse plan. And their depression and anxiety has reduced from being severe to mild. So it's, you know, it's fantastic. These strategies do work and I see it day in and day out. Another testimonial and review. This is um, about, um, yeah, about my, regarding my book. I don't think I shared that at the beginning. Um, I've got a book that I authored in 2019 and that's called Building Resilience in the Workplace. And it's, I think it's a, well, I would say it's a good tool for employees, also for managers and leaders. It's it's very accessible and it's got lots of strategies and tools to boost your resilience. One of the testimonials or, or the kind of reviews is that they read the book twice, will in no doubt read it again when they're feeling stressed or self-critical. And then as a result of reading the book, they kind of booked in some resilience building sessions with myself and they feel a lot better equipped to deal with stresses and strains of being a manager and that was re- that was just um last month so for anyone who might be interested in rivers to resilience course we re- rerun the course monthly so our next one is is taking place next month and for those who are interested in who book today we're offering a bonus which is a one-to-one 45 minute resilience building session if that's purchased today so it's usually £499 for the day. So it's 9.30 till 5. So it's a full day's course. It's CPD certified and accredited as well. So we've got an introductory offer, which is 299 And it also includes a copy of Resilience in the Workplace, which is an ebook in ebook form, 
We include a Rivers to Resilience workbook and then the personal resilience plan. And we also offer three-month online group follow-up or review. And for me, that's really important that there is that three-month online group follow-up or review. And that's about building community and also giving yourself the chance to review the effectiveness of the strategies to ensure that you're using them consistently and that the Rivers to Resilience strategies and method is sustainable and is leading to that sustainable change and then if there are any challenges that's an opportunity for you to kind of ask any questions really and to also connect with other managers or leaders who are using the the strategies and tools thanks again for listening to another episode of rivers to resilience to keep up to date connect with us online at www.rafatherapyservices.com and on all social media platforms. It's your time to be revived, restored and refocused.